First of all, contrary to what you just heard, we are not the champions. Uh, this is a song that I really like. Uh, the current champions, however, shall not be named on this podcast. Not on my watch, at least. But hi, welcome to Stressed About United podcast. I am Mashal. I also go by Mashal. I'm a writer, a grad student. I am from Pakistan and I'm currently living in Vancouver right now. These are just a few ways we use to introduce ourselves. But the identity that I most resonate with is being a supporter of the greatest club in the world. So now I will reintroduce myself. Hi, I'm Mushal. I also go by Mushal and I'm a Manchester United supporter. I can be a bit of a fanatic when it comes to supporting United, actually. I have cancelled plans with friends just to watch United play. Uh, I have streamed games during my classes. I think we've all done that, actually. Um, I once broke my bed celebrating a last-minute winner. Uh, my mother will never let that one go. I have spent days and nights pining over a loss, uh, which I'm sure most football fans can resonate with but it hasn't been that long since I started supporting the club. I'm only into my ninth season of supporting United. I've seen the highs and the lows, mostly the lows honestly, uh, but I'm still here and I plan to stay until, as they say, death do us part. Maybe even after then, who knows? I mean, I am a red devil and if there is an afterlife, I guess I'll be there. This podcast is born out of my passion and undying love for this team. I actually used to write post-match reports for the amazing and equally devoted supporters club in Pakistan. You know what? I actually shouldn't call them reports. They were more along the line of me ranting more than anything else. And that is exactly what you can expect from this podcast too. I will be ranting about United. I will be trying not to curse about United if that's even possible and I will talk to a few people in my life who are obviously United supporters and together we will reflect back on the past month of games and look forward to the rest of the season. For this first episode I want to talk about the story of how I started watching football and this story is honestly incomplete without my brother or as my mother likes to say, the culprit who got her daughter into watching this stupid game. My brother Moise has been a United supporter since I can remember. He started watching football around the age of nine when he received a card game from our family in Manchester. Back then, he knew of this football club in Manchester, the red side, not the blue side, mind you. But he did not start following them until a few years later. I talked to my brother a day after the loss against Spurs. I was sitting in my room here in Vancouver and he was sitting in his room back in Pakistan. We both talked about how he got into watching football, how I got into watching football and all things United.
And I remember because it was the first match Ronaldo had a hat trick in. So by, by, back then, I used to idolize Ronaldo like a lot. Like I, I, I would just, you know, in my room, try to do step overs, uh, have a shirt of him on at all times. So, uh, you know, when you see a player that you really idolize, a player that's making an impact on your team, score three against a club, that one of your friend supports that really leaves an impact like if he tries to pull something i just have that on my mind you know 6-0 6-1 remember that time besides the fact that your friend supports the team what else was there so like what was that emotion the the it, it was more like it was more like other, I, I i used to be very petty back then like if my team won against any other team i would take them i would take the opponent uh, whoever the opposition was their fans to the cleaners like i would do this right now again as well uh, but in between that at, at that time it was at the peak right united was at the top we had ronaldo we had rooney the specific emotion that really pulled that, that i remember that really actually pulls my brain cells together f- for that point was the sixth goal the fourth fifth and sixth goal the way ronaldo scored you know i was in my room the cable was blurry and goals were being missed i was actually missing most of it but at the point for some reason that day every goal regardless of the cable issues and every issue every i saw each and every goal so that was one of the point celebrating it and after every goal i had to send a message for being petty like you know 1-0 2-0 3-0 and that's coming to bite me back you know 10 uh, 10 11 12 13 years later but uh, that was one of the emotions that i still remember it's, it's funny that you mention uh, the the first game that left an impact on you was the one against newcastle is the same for me um, but i remember the first game i actually watched it was i was i was in i don't know like 11th or 12th grade and it was it was a monday night game it was one of those monday night games back in pakistan they start at around 12 
and that just pissed me off to a whole new level like i went to bed pissed off but seeing that we have lost by another goal and i had missed that goal it just annoyed me it was like you know what i'm never watching football again this is this is too toxic i can't do this and come uh, the weekend came and i was there watching it again and uh, i remember we lost that season to city on goal difference uh, and Yeah. This is what United does to you, you know, a toxic relationship that you can't just let go. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, but as you know, like that was the time I started watching football in twenty twelve. By being my brother, you know, I wasn't always into football. Um, actually, I used to get annoyed at the mention of anything related to football. Can you recall any instances where we butt heads when it came to football? But most of the Champions League late night games I remember when uh, we shared our room uh, back in the old house. I remember the, if you remember there was used to be like really this small TV. Now you can actually adjust the brightness, right? You can actually set it to energy saving. It didn't. It had just one fixed brightness level, and it lit up the whole damn room. So I remember for a fact I used to have this headphones that I used to plug into the jack. And I couldn't celebrate because they used to be. <clears throat> I have to go to bed. So school is done. So it used to be quite a you know quite an ordeal watching those matches. Oh, I can't believe I threw you out while United was winning the Champions League. I'm so sorry. Well, that was the last time I saw them actually win something proper. It's been a long time, so it's fine. They haven't come close to anything since then. The closest we came was that twelve-pack chip. Oh, that twelve-pack chip! Oh my god! But it's it's like it's nice. Like since then, we have spent countless hours watching football together. So I guess. You know, well, it, it has gone the other way around as well because uh, there used to be times in this house. I think when I had dish in my room. And I ended up watching. I ended up playing FIFA, and you were the one who got pissed off that you wanted to see the match. But I was like, uh, "No, it's half time. I'm gonna play some FIFA." So it, it, the tables turned at a point because I got pissed off at this team, and I wasn't going to spend any more energy. Although I'm still doing it right now, and that's kind of sad of me. <laughs> yeah, I don't like missing any second. But I guess that's that's like you've been watching football. For longer than me, obviously, right? And you've yeah. seen the highest of highs, and are currently seeing the lowest of lows. Um, yeah, two points into relegation. Exactly, and we've just witnessed Tottenham Hotspur beat us by six goals to one. We are a month into the season. We play again after the international break on seventeenth, surprisingly against Newcastle United. Uh, we have Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton next, and we have Champions League starting too. Ah. Uh, What needs to be done right now? I think buying players would be the least of concern. I I don't know if you heard this, but after yesterday's game, there are rumors going around that Bruno had a falling off with Harry Maguire. Have you heard about it? Right. So the the thing that really needs to change right now isn't bringing in new players, bringing in Jadon Sancho, sacking the manager. The thing that needs to change now is changing the mentality of the players. Like you. Can't expect that I anyone can't expect that losing six one, and Marcus Rashford is the first person to come out with an apology, a first person apology saying that I am sorry, rather than the captain coming out saying we are sorry. If you remember, if you have seen, I don't know, you might have seen. If you remember, Puyol being the captain in Barca. 
you must have seen videos right yeah yeah pk used to be making uh, pk used to be the one uh, acting oh my god i'm hurt danny alves used to be the actor sergio brisket he used to come he used to pick them up he used to ask them go and he was the leader right there's a reason his name is etched into the history of barca and regardless of the fact if his team was losing he wanted to be fair to the other team no fights no nothing Terry used to be this way as well. Ferdinand used to, Vidic used to be this way as well. Harry Maguire, Lindelof and Bruno were having a spat during the Europa League game and Harry Maguire was nowhere to be seen. So a captain, the way the captain acts, the way the management acts, the way Ole is at fault as well. He needs to give them a hair dryer treatment as well. But most of it from the fans, like the fans are expecting so much of the manager, like he's not... Hansi, the only reason Hansi Flake or the only reason, uh, you know, every other manager is doing well is because they got players with them. So the fans need to understand, the management needs, Glazers need to go. Glazers out, hashtag Glazers out. <laughs> hashtag Glazers out, hashtag Glazers out, hashtag Woodward out. Uh, Ole needs some classes from Sir Alex Ferguson. So a whole revamp is needed, but Mourinho just pay, beat the same team 6-1. Because his management helped him buy five players, right? So he's he he said it in the post-match interview. You say that a defensive coach scores six, seven goals. If I was an offensive coach, I would have gone through eleven twelve. So a guy who you just sacked a couple of seasons ago is putting six past you with his same strategies. So there's something else going on that's wrong. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. It's it's like obviously everyone is to blame. Players are to blame. The manager is supposed to blame. I I would say more than the manager and the players is the management that is to blame because like you said like Mourinho we sacked him a year year and a half, two years ago um and he, he he went into Spurs he took some time off he went into Spurs and he's doing amazing and Spurs wasn't doing all that good right it's because mm-hmm. he had the management he had the backing of the management he got the players he needed unlike when he was here he was at United he still wasn't getting the players he needed he asked for them Ole asked for uh, Bruno in uh, summers only six months after in January we got Bruno and if we had Fernandez in at the start of last season who knows what would have happened I'm not saying we would have won the league but we but we may have done so much better since Sir Alex Ferguson left it's been the same cycle of deja vu that's been happening Moyes Louis Van Gaal Mourinho and uh, Ole they get they they achieve something they get sacked they achieve something they get sacked they achieve something they get sacked so at one point if the whole thing starts repeating you are ought to realize that there's something else going on there's something else that's wrong with the club taking one billion out of clubs funds for your own needs isn't doing anything for the club it's doing something for yourself so like you said it, uh, the, the whole toxic web of management and everything needs to change it needs to go not change it needs to go i completely agree and uh, are you positive about our run of games after the international break because we have uh, i mean at this point i don't even see us winning against newcastle united which is sad then we have I arsenal chelsea everton i don't know I, 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 when you said you don't uh, see us winning against Newcastle, it just, you know, if we don't win against Newcastle, I have to shut off my phone because 
the pettiness that I am still doing, it might come to bite me very badly. And if we don't win against Newcastle, it's going to be very bad. Like, uh, uh, we can lose all the other games after that, but not Newcastle and Arsenal. You mentioned this pettiness of yours before and again now. Let's talk about this character trait of yours when it comes to football. In your own words, you have described yourself as unapologetically shameless, which I love. Uh, please explain. So back in the early days of football, like 2005, 6, 7, when I started watching it, and United used to be at the top, right? And I never used to be petty, but rival fans, they used to have a thing that if United, you know, once in a while, United is going to lose to a team, a subpar team, and break a record of last 30 years that never happened before, right? So it used to happen. And somehow every Arsenal fan, every Chelsea fan, every Liverpool fan, every Newcastle fan, every fan would become their fan just for the single fact that we lost against them. When you see people actually doing, you know, mind my language, but shit talking about your club, there is to a point you can take it. And when that limit goes through, you don't want to see the side of me because United used to be at the top. Even after that, there are days when we have had bad days like yesterday, but we're still a top tier club. When people start talking bad about the thing that you like, that you fight for, it's just get, it just gets on your nerve. You can't expect me to say nothing when it's my club on the line and when you should talk about my club. Hated, adored, but never ignored. If uh, You know, we have had a lot of talk about if I ever want to get a tattoo, what it would be, what uh, what should it be, United logo, a specific date or something. So it would be that red, white and black flag with hated, adored, but never ignored. Like, just just because just because I can show it to people and make them more salty and make them more petty. So when are you getting the tattoo then? I have uh, the 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 moment I get out of this whole quarantine thing. That's gonna be my first, you know, <laughs> to do list. That's gonna be first on my to do list. Really? Yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm still I'm still a bit confused. But yeah, uh, I I'm deciding on what I'd get, but I don't know when it would be. Okay, whenever you get it, let me you know. I I'd I'd like to go in on that deal and get one too. Hated, adored, and never ignored. Damn right. <laughs> Okay, so this is the last question and probably should have asked this question before, but I thought of leaving it at the end. Uh, very simple question. Why United? So whenever someone asks that, how did you come to start following United? I tell them the simple example of the whole Harry Potter and sorting hat, right? So when you look at a club, you see yourself in the club, right? My liking United was primarily because family used to be there. But then again, when I started watching their games, watching Keane, watching the 98-99 Champions League final, watching the um, watching Beckham, watching all those players, you know, the way they fought for the club, the, fa the way they fought for the crest is what actually made me want to follow United. And me, actually, I actually felt like I was in place at the club. When I look back and I think that maybe it could have been Arsenal, I, Liverpool or any other club, I just feel, you know, this nausea that I'll throw off if it's any other club. So I, I, I feel that um, uh, United was meant to be, even if I did, didn't follow them back then, 10 years later down the line, it would have been United. 20 years later down the line, it would have been United. No Barca, no Madrid. It, it was going to be united, even if it was the situation.
and thanks to you uh, i mean you got sorted uh, you gave the harry potter example you got sorted into the united uh, club and thanks to you i got sorted into the same uh, i would say you're ron weasley and i'm your sister right <laughs> yeah the weasleys yeah the weasleys the butts <laughs> so thanks to you i'm also a united fan and honestly i echo the same sentiments it's a place of belonging it's it's even if the with the highs with the lows it's 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 one constant i would say that remains throughout this ever changing fluxing life that we're living and uh, i would yeah it's nauseating to think about any other team but united and it's beautiful to say the least uh thank you for your time moiz you're welcome no problem at all i'm more than happy to talk about football ban- you know banter i'll never stop talking about it because you know the pettiness of mine is back again this season so you know i'm always there for football uh we'll definitely have more time to talk about it hopefully in the next one uh, and hopefully united gives us more happy reasons this time around to talk about it thank you you're welcome if it wasn't for this guy i would have never started watching football in the first place let alone fall in love with my team with our team actually it's been over years since we've both been in the same room and i watched a game together <laughs> it's been over years since i've slapped him as united scores a last minute winner i don't know when me and my brother will be in the same room watching a united game together again but i'm looking forward to it When we meet next time, United will have played Newcastle, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Everton. We would have also started our Champions League journey, and we would have seen the three new players that we signed on deadline day in action. So there will be plenty of things to talk about. Until then, stay safe, and always remember: keep the red flag flying high, because Man United will never die. <laughs>